PKN, episode number 13. Hello, everybody. What's up? Oh. <clears throat> We're just talking about rape. Time to get, I guess it's time to start the show. <laughs> I like the way you kicked that off. So, yeah. uh, my old stomping grounds, New Jersey, getting a little rapey, huh? I mean, what's new? It's the smell. So, <laughs> I heard about this on Reddit earlier in the week. Um, the, I hadn't. I'm not sure how to pronounce their name. The Sayerville. 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 Okay. Yeah. Sayerville. The Sayerville High School football program is uh, is in a lot of trouble because, and, and I think it's really, really um, widespread this thing because so so in high school I wasn't in any uh, like organized sports things. I didn't do that. I wasn't into it. And part of the reason literally was because I felt like things could get rapey. I ha I even heard as when I was in a when I was in middle school about high school some high school getting a like like a coke bottle put in his ass. These guys are always putting other things in other uh, in the other guys' asses. If you could find a, a I've smaller... seen it in the movies too, right? Like like yeah. it, you know you like they wear the jock strap like a surgical mask and do some sort of rapey thing and like I used to hear stories very of rapey. guys getting their pubes shaved. Um this one seems exaggerated to me. Am I crazy? Like it, so I read this thing and I come up to speed on it and I think to myself like, so what's my opinion on this? What's my angle? How do I feel about this compared? It's, it sounds exactly like things I've heard of before. They they got fingered in the ass like like basically these upper classmen, the seniors, juniors, or whatever would would would. It sounds like they would they would initiate the whole thing in the locker room. Someone would do a wolf howl, and uh -huh. they flip the lights off, and for the next ten minutes, ten seconds, it's rape time, and like. <laughs> Five of your buddies grab Jimmy, who's in the ninth grade or tenth grade and weaker than you, and hold him down while you slide a finger up his ass and then stick it in his mouth. See how he likes that? Because, the, you know, he's new here. The article I read had different details. So we were, he read something on NewJersey.com. I read something on BBC.com. And um, from my perspective, like, it's bullying, but not rape. And I'll tell you why. Because I definitely didn't see the finger in the mouth thing. What I saw was they'd hold the guy, two guys would hold him, Two guys would do the lookout. Four guys would hold him down. And that when they did the whole digital penetration in the butt thing, he was wearing football pants. Which, if um, if people don't know what American football pants are like, they're a little bit like long pant version of bicycle shorts. Like, they're this sort of tight lycra pants that you might wear. I don't know. And sometimes guys wear these like lycra shorts when they're jogging or riding a bicycle. It's like that, but in pants form. So, mm. can you penetrate a guy's butt while they're wearing bicycle shorts? Kinda. Yes. And, and the other thing I read was that they kept saying that because that was like one of the coaches' like excuses, but in reality, they were reaching into the pants and like fingering these guys' asses. Like that was what was going on. Like they were wearing pants at at, at in one alleged situation. The guy had his pants on, but they were like, "Yeah, I have a pants on." They they, they reached into them and put their <laughs> fingers into my asshole. Gave it a few victory pumps and then made me taste it. I'd had Wait, chili. Is the tasted this thing. Funny. This is, Did you make up the tasted part? Yeah, oh, it's I made up all I made up all of that except for the part where the kid got fingered forcibly, which is I think is rape. I I think that if you penetrate someone force, I know I would think it was rape. Somebody holds me down. I don't care what my pants are made out of when they slide a finger through them, adjacent to them. Like if they use my pants as some sort of condom. Like, but none at of that some matters. point, it's not like, like okay, hypothetically, if you were wearing jeans, you'd be like, all right, it, it, you're not getting raped through jeans. You're getting bullied. But this is a, it, it didn't happen once. Like, this is a thing that they do there, like, 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 frequently. Like, it wasn't like one guy had this happen. Like, a big thing here at the school is we like fingering dudes, and we get down <laughs> like that a lot. Like, that's the actual environment. Like, like, what you're saying is what a lot of the administrators and coaches and things have tried to say to be like come on they're just it's grab ass you, you, you know one, 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 one woman was saying um, from what I understood they were just grabbing each other's butts I thought that was football no no it's I think it's totally rape and like when I heard about it in middle school I thought it was totally rape I thought that would sound like the worst thing ever having a coke bottle put up your ass like the humiliation and the pain and the whole thing um, I hope they do get charged as rape and I hope they ruin some lives over it because it's shitty literally <laughs> literally shitty and figuratively yeah i don't I, but, so i think if it was I, girls get, getting finger blasted forcibly by somebody and the coach just looking on like oh yeah that's how they do it here in girls gymnastics they hold the little ones down and finger blast you know them. you're onto something don't worry, there don't worry, they get those little gymnastic uniforms on it's like lycra 
So, so here, let me read this. Um, the Sayreville War Memorial High School team would run into the locker room, turn off the lights, pin them to the floor, and at the very least, grab their buttocks. This happened on multiple occasions between September 29th and 19th. I said it in the wrong order, but work with me. So, um, uh, 10 days in September, they were holding guys down and at the very least grabbing their butt. What I read was that they were just kind of grabbing their butt. Like, is a possible butt grab a digital touching the butt? Well, I think they're, the anus got touched, and that can happen through like they're calling it rape. Like, like they they don't call ass grabbing rape. Like these kids were digitally penetrated forcibly. Well, the, the, okay, the parents are on, are now of the opinion that they went way overboard on this thing. So it was the know? law enforcement. So the, um, we're talking about a butt being grabbed. That's it. No one was hurt. No one died. Said a player's mother, Madeline Thalette. Um, a butt got grabbed, and I, it almost ties into the sand pepper thing. Like. They're, they're, they went on a, I don't want to say a witch hunt. And I certainly, you know, it's, it's unpopular to be on his side. Are you familiar with Sam Pepper? No. Okay. So he made mm. a video, the one that sort of broke the straw that broke the camel's back. Picture a guy in a hoodie, right? And uh, a fake arm into the pocket that's often found in the belly of a hoodie. Oh, yeah. I've seen that. Okay. So let me describe it for the people who haven't. And then the other arm was sort of out and about like he was talking with it. Well, his real arm was inside his shirt. Let me put myself on the main screen here. Yeah. His real arm was inside his shirt like this with a fake arm, you know, that, that would be in the, the pocket section here. So it looked like his arm was in his shirt and his other arm was free. But then he would sort of subtly uh, grab a butt and tuck it back in his hoodie. And um, while I'm not doing it very slick, he kind of did in the video. And the girls would be like, like they, they could see both his hands and he was talking to them, but he would just kind of like, you know, able to, I, I can't do it on camera very well. He kind of reached around and grabbed their asses in a way they didn't think he could possibly do. And they went, they're calling him a rapist. They're, I mean, sexual assault and stuff like that. And, I think that's uh, sexual assault. I'm, it is I mean, sexual I, assault. I do. I think it, it's I just think that sexual assault. It, I'm, let me let me go for a second. There, there's levels of sexual assault, right? Like I yeah. think a pedophile that hurts kids is among the very very worst. Yep. But let's say a pedophile that possesses child porn, or even more extreme, a pedophile that possesses child porn where no kids are involved, right? Like cartoon drawings of children or something like that. That's also a bad thing, but not nearly on the level of someone who actually hurt real life people. You know, he's just having bad thoughts here. Um, there's sexual predators in the United States who urinated in public and, and they got, you know, Exposing themselves or something. Yeah. They got charged as if they were like flashing people when in reality they were kind of classless and thought they could get away with peeing on a wall. And so what I'm getting at with this is not all sexual predators are the same. Not everyone is violently raping or molesting children. Some of them are in possession of pictures. Uh, some of them urinated on walls. Some of them are two consenting 14-year-olds and, you know, that statutory rape. You know, from what I understand, in a lot of um, European countries, that's very different. Like, like some, I, I, someone quoted the stats the other day, and I read through them, and I'm probably off by a year or two. But it was something like, if you're 14 and they're 20, it's cool if you're consenting. Like, stuff like that. And, and that actually makes sense to me. Like, like I feel like a 14-year-old girl knows if she wants to have sex. It, I mean, she... At 30, she might regret it, but at 14, she's saying yes, and at 15, she's going to be like, yeah, I did that, and 16, she's still going to... It's not like she got drunk and made some bad decision. Like, I think she knows if she wants to or not. I'd be more on board if it were 15, uh, you know, so. because um, I feel like I'm... Every year is huge there. I'm a little more in tune with the teenage girls than you are, I think. Uh, Definitely. Because I've got one. And, uh, Definitely. <laughs> so, so like, you know, I see Hope and her friends at their different levels of maturity, you know, recently from like 12 to 15. And uh, while, you know, I, I certainly don't think they should be out there having sex with 30 year olds. Was that your example of 20 year olds? 20. Uh, I do feel like her and her peer group now are at least like making conscious decisions and not so easily manipulated by adults. And, you know, like 15 yeah, might be a cutoff at which point you don't criminally 15 year old. 
<laughs> they're know, smart. They're witty. Any they luck. catch on right away. Yeah. They don't want the candy anymore. They know your puppy's not really in there. They 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 see are, the white van. They get it. Yeah. 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 I, I feel your pain. 14-year-olds will not get it in a, in a Ford Astro, uh, Astro van, I promise you. It just won't happen. <laughs> So uh, anyway, on the on the level of sexual per predators, back to the football team, I feel like sticking your hand in the middle of the butt across, on, assuming it's the outside. If it's the inside, it's not even a close call to me. That's sexual assault. We're done. Okay. Um, if it's on the outside, you know, it's kind of on the Sam Peppers level where he squeezed a girl's butt against their will. I disagree. Okay. So here's the difference. I'm imagining myself as this underclassman and the lights are flashing and all these dudes are holding me down and it sounds terrifying. I remember, I still remember this, it wasn't anything sexual, but, but, but this dude, uh, I was at a, um, uh, like a, like a pool party and there was like a dad or an uncle in the water and like he held me under the water for too long. And I just remember panicking and thinking I was about to die and how horrible that was and, and like just being restrained and held somewhere and something uncomfortable going on. And I, I feel like it's probably a similar feeling. Um, that, what that, a that dick. Yeah, I, I, yeah, he's a cocksucker. Fuck that guy. I was a little yeah. kid too. Yeah, if you want to play with a little kid in the pool, it's easy to do. You throw them. They love it. Let them stand on your, soldier, your shoulders and stand up quickly so they can jump like you're a human diving board. You can play with kids in the pool and not be an asshole. Carry oh, he's on. totally a dick. That guy was an asshole. Yeah. But, <clears throat> but just the idea of that happening to me, it's, it sounds as bad as a rape to me. I, like, like, I don't think the worst part of a rape for a woman is like a penis in her vagina. I think it's the other 99% of the problem. I don't think they're like, oh no, there's a penis in my vagina I didn't want. They're like, I'm being forced to do this thing. I'm being physically assaulted. I'm being held here against my will. I'm being humiliated. I'm being, you know, all the things that come along with rape next to a penis, you know, penetration, the actual penetration part. So I got into even a lot the of hot water for making that same point once. And, and it was mostly because my phrasing is terrible. But that was the, the core of it. You know, it was that the, the whole, like, I, I never said women were built for rape. But what I did say was that women were built to accept penises in their vaginas or something close to that. Um, I think the pen the forcible penis in the vagina is bad as well. Yeah, mm -hmm. I don't think any of them are going like I. I hate all this forcible stuff, but that penis isn't so bad. Like, like they hate it all. I'm sure it's rape is rape. It's awful, but there are worse parts of it. The penis isn't the only part of it. There's a lot of things going on there that are psychological and physical. And I think the holding down of the guys and grabbing their asses, or like, like think about that. Like, like would me and you ever conspire to like, hey, Bob's not looking and. I got a few friends in town. Pull them down, play a little grab ass. Just really squeeze it hard. You want to get in there? Next like, PK like, no. adventure like, we like, have with Dr. Chiz. That's totally bad. We're going to play a little game we call Slayerville, or what is it? Uh, yeah, Sayerville War Memorial. Sayerville Shuffle. <laughs> um, I, I think it's, I definitely agree with you. It's not as bad if it's if they're just grabbing the kids butt will expel a kid. I would, I would, I would lay the hammer down on some kids who were like part of some weird fucking those weird fucking sports rituals gross me out anyway. I think they're dumb and stupid, and like the idea that they're grabbing the kids' ass is enough to make me want to expel them. But if they, if they, as the kids are saying, fingered this guy's ass and and like stuck in his mouth, and they made it sound like this was a regular thing, like it wasn't like yeah Tuesday they went too far, they slipped him two knuckles in. Like, like, it wasn't like that from what I read on the on NewJersey.com, what was it? Like, they made it sound like there was a recurrent thing here with dudes getting finger blasted, and, like, I'm not up for that. I, um, oh, my God, this phone. I'm, I'm going to put it on mute. I'm sorry, everybody. Um, I, um, I was thinking about it. Uh, so I've been saying, like, oh, how bad is this really? But the other side of it is this. Let's say it was a chick, and we were like, you know what? But they were only fondling her over the panties. Then I would, it would be so obvious to me. I'm pulling kind of a double standard and I'm coming to this realization. Like, you cannot hold down a girl and start like grabbing her private parts. Yeah. And I, I want to be, be just a regular old assault. I, yeah. I want to be cruder with it. But, you know, imagine that. Like, if you've ever touched a girl's on the panties, it's kind of an intimate thing. And, you know, yeah, okay. like, like you're saying, wow, you've raised it so perfect. It's not just a regular old assault. Like, ah, you know, it's a little bit of, you know, hazing. We, we grab girls' panties and 
touch their privates and do all that fun stuff. Um, now, I like to imagine that stuff goes on in the girls' locker rooms and that everyone giggles. Like it's just instead of a wolf, instead of and the lights flicking on and off, and you know when it's Armageddon time, you hit, it's like pillow party time, and everybody's giggling, and they're wearing like those belly shirts and like you know really tight panties and stuff, and then they just have a good old time, and it's all giggly, and we're holding each other down, but you know not really, it's just for fun. But I feel like the dudes are just like let's finger blast yeah. George. Girls, if that happens, you should film it and send it. <laughs> Saying. Not on your high school. Presuming you're 18. Podcast. Yeah, no, they're all 18 in this fantasy. On your college gymnastics squad. Exactly. Yes. Thank you. That's where we're headed. Oh, um, those are the best-looking women in the world. Gymna gymnasts have incredible bodies. I mean, I, I, I guess that's the whole point. But You know, Kyle, I, you're not wrong, but I think you're overlooking women's volleyball. Oh, they've all got really nice butts, it seems. Don't I think they? maybe since the shorts. Oh, the shorts right, are before genius. We, before we go all pervy on like women athletics, let's <laughs> let's wrap up that that, that we're both <laughs> fully against um any finger blasting going or other well, I guess if you want if there's some willing finger blasting going on in the locker I'm room, a big you, fan. you just have right at that. Yeah. Have right at it. <laughs> like you want to check the oil on an opposing player, I'll even get down with that, but you uh you can't hold little Mikey down on night like the worst thing we did in high school as far as picking on like an underclassman was like I don't know I think somebody farted in the guy's face like while he's doing bench presses or something like that like like that's about as bad as it ever got like, stuffed into lockers and, and even he laughed in in I remember uh when I I first went to high school and so in for international people or whatever high school typically starts at ninth grade in America and that means that you're thirteen fourteen years old. And uh, I was kind of a late bloomer. Like, I didn't hit puberty as early as the other guys. And what happened was in gym class, in most of the classes, you know, ninth graders attend with other ninth graders, maybe 10. But in gym, it's all mixed up. There's seniors in there and stuff. And the difference between, like, a freshman and a senior, which is four years, is huge at that point. 14 and 18, those 18-year-olds have men's bodies with chest hair and ass hair and, like, like grown-up muscles and things like that. And then you get a young-looking 14-year-old like I was, and, and I was just a baby. I had no, They started stuffing the smaller kids into lockers. And uh, I was just like, I was scared because I'm, I'm looking that at the New other kids. Jersey, right. Say it again. That was New Jersey, right? That was Jersey, yeah. Did they ever, ever stuff a smaller kid inside of a bigger kid? No. That they <laughs> No. <laughs> okay, that's Sayerville. That's a different part that's, of the jar. Yeah, that's just Sayerville. Yeah. Anyway, to wrap this up, they were stuffing kids into lockers that were approximately my size. And uh, I was like, fuck. Like, I, it's totally a list that I could be on. And it happened a couple different days. Like, there's like a 10-day span before they shut it down. And every day towards the end of gym, I would kind of be on the lookout kind of trying to avoid any behavior or mannerisms that might get me stuffed into a locker. Just like, I don't know, trying to fall under the radar. Yeah. And um, eventually I think, you know what it was? There was a guy who was a year or two older than me whose last name also started with a W. And uh, because of that, we seemed to get like in line together frequently. And he mm -hmm. took a liking to me. And then I had like a bodyguard of some sort. Yeah, period. or at least you had a friend that was an upperclassman. He'd be like, nah, Matt's okay. Don't that, put That's Matt all it took, here. right? This little guy right here, look at him all squirm me. Yeah. Get him in there. Yeah, it was just like, hey, not this Mike, one. Get a finger in his ass. Come on. <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> so, so, yeah, basically I had an older guy who'd be like, no, no, not this one. But I was totally a candidate to be stuffed into a locker. That's, that's... Okay, so I have a question because you you were in um, a lot of athletic type stuff with the swimming and all like, like what is it with the 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 men like, like is it is it latent homosexuality because i could totally understand that like if these guys are, are are gay but they're repressing it and like they they see this like sports orient like like here's a way i could be gay in the manliest way ever little grab ass like like is that it is it more cruel than that like like what do you think's motivating these people because i don't understand the whole like there's a lot of homoerotic stuff in sports in general, a lot of grabbing each other's asses. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I see a lot like, you know, I'm on the Internet and porn sites, and, and they don't keep the gay porn segregated from the straight porn. I see a lot of, like, gay porn thumbnails, and oftentimes they're wearing, like, athletic gear, like a jock strap or something like that. It's really sexualized in that community. So, like, 
I, I don't follow. Like, like I always thought of football as like you know, a bunch of not necessarily straight or gay, but a bunch of like dudes who are there to play a game together and have fun. But instead, it seems like a bunch of cruel guys who like to pick on younger guys, and this is a great opportunity to do it. It's almost like their own private little uh, priesthood in high school. There, I don't know if I'm qualified. Always weird to me to be like the ambassador for all the athletes in high school and college. I suppose but, not. But. I have these th- these thoughts about it. Like I, this has crossed my mind too. Uh, one thing they just do a lot of physical stuff, right? Like the the boundary between normal people in their everyday is it just doesn't involve much touching, right? Like you know, I'll just grab a, a random like the people that you do work with or the you know your cameraman, like you and Richard Ryan, right? You guys mm-hmm. are friends. You like each other. When you work together, you you laugh or whatever. But to take it from there to like wrestling is 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 not a thing that it, people do very often. But if you're on the football team together, you're probably doing wrestling like drills all the time. Someone's holding your feet while you do wheelbarrow races. Um, you know, you're you're tackling and landing on top of one another constantly. And that like don't touch barrier doesn't exist among athletes in the same way that it does amongst everyday life, right? So okay. so that's a thing. And then the other part of it is I think that people are who are um, attracted to athletics are often the physical people. Uh, I've talked before about the five languages of love and I'll try and zoom and fast forward, but some people like to give and receive love in different ways. They are acts of kindness, gifts, quality time, physical love, and words of affirmation. Those are the five ways that, that people like to get, you know, love and, you know, and you can ask that yourself. Like, what what is it that really sinks in for you that, that makes you feel loved? It might be physical attention, right? Some sort of physical affection. It might be words of affirmation. Maybe the way that's easiest for you to give love is not the way that your partner prefers to receive it, right? Maybe she's all about words of affirmation and you're some tight-lipped guy who just, that doesn't come easily. You know, you don't say, I love you very casually. Athletes tend to be physical people and uh you know they just are more apt to you know and and that physical attention right you might be thinking some sort of sex thing right like i like physical love because i'm all about blowjobs and doggy style but it's not like that right like if you had a son or something and and you discover that he's always wanting to wrestle then that might be how he receives his love right he your words of affirmation are nothing to him but you know if you can tickle him to death right because he's a five-year-old or something that's what made his afternoon and um these people on sports one the physical barriers aren't missing in the first place because you're always tackling and landing on each other and two they're just physical people who are more apt to break into wrestling and holding down when they show approval or disapproval i guess that makes sense yeah, Although, you know, it does excuse the, the child rape or anything, but it, but it does make sense why there's more, like, grab-assing and, like, palling around and yeah. being... I remember it, the it, first time someone it, patted my ass, because that's not a swimming thing, but um, I played ice hockey, and, uh, and this was, like, men's beer league, and uh, I did something well, and the captain of the team gave me a pat on the ass, and it was like, I like that, <laughs> you know? Like, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, Yeah. I'm good with that, you know, and and uh, my hockey jersey was a big deal to me. There was some first in hockey because swimming is kind of an individual sport, but I had my name on my jersey, and that was a really big deal to me. Like I had never had my name printed on anything before, and uh, anyway, and then I got my butt padded in hockey and stuff like that, and it was just like you know, I don't know, people are just a little more inclined I, to break that don't touch barrier. Yeah, I'm almost certain I've had my ass slapped in baseball, um, mm. but. But you know, like, like. Did you like it? Like I did. <laughs> I don't remember. I, I, I don't. Yeah. I don't think. I, I think at the time I just had done something great. So I was like, yeah, whatever. Let's let's. Anyway, you want to celebrate this great thing I just did? So let's keep <laughs> going. You know, pitch a no hitter or something. So like, yeah, slap on the ass. Like I'm okay with that. But like, that's totally different than these shitheads in New Jersey. I don't understand that. I, I'm I'm gonna follow this thing. I want to see what they actually end up doing to the. The accused, and I'm sure like more will come out, and it'll either be like wor- worse than what we think now, or maybe not quite as bad. The but. thing about the accused is they appear to be dickheads, right? Like I want to be like, you know, people don't understand hazing; they exaggerated it. Holding a down, holding a guy down, and giving him like a cherry belly. You, you know what that is? Like it, where you kind of you slap it, you slap it until it like reddens up. You know, it's about as painful as an Indian burn or whatever. 
it is bullying, but you know, it shouldn't be like you know, there wouldn't be a national thing talking about cherry belly. You know, it's only a national thing because they started talk calling it rape, and and I think it was. Um, but uh, um, here's where I wanted to head on this. The here on Twitter. One of the, the students wrote, if freshmen thought we hated them before, we sure as hell hate them now. And then someone Cancel else... Cancel their season. Yeah, and then they wrote, the search is on for the snitches, the kids who killed football in Sayreville. Like, there's an at, they're trying to... There's an atmosphere of recrimination. Now that these seniors got in trouble, rather than, you know, do one of the... Like, something reasonable, like, oh my God. Now with the benefit of hindsight... I realize that this was a terrible thing. No, instead they're like, "What? Now I'm in trouble? Oh, freshman, you're fucked now. I'm coming Double for you." Double Valley, two fingers, you're in trouble. <laughs> yeah, right. That that it seems to be where they're headed, and and I feel like they made a ter- If they had said, "Oh my gosh, I've come to the realization that a ter- that that what we did was terrible," I'm so sorry. Maybe they'd even bring the football season back. I don't know where it would go, but where it's headed now, like. I'm sorry, high school varsity king of your own world bullshit. Now you're dealing with adults. You're dealing with police and courts and grown-ups who think that your fucking tweet threats are as about as troublesome as a mildly cloudy day. We don't give a fuck how tough you think you are. There are adults with guns and tasers and pepper spray and, like, you're done, fucker. Like, you can't go anally penetrating your, your your teammates and then you know nah snitches get stitches and and like taking it to the next level you said that on twitter too like, like let's go get that kid <laughs> yeah oh that kid's so he's so doomed it's it's uh, like i, I like, bet that kid's closed his twitter account by now because that went because everybody knows he tweeted that i know he tweeted that i read it as well like I, he's He's in for a world of punishment. Like, I just, I have in my head, and the reason I'm talking all this smack toward him is that in his world, he's a king, right? He's a varsity football player. And if you don't know, like, there's a lot of sports in American high schools, but football is kind of the king of American high school sports. Like, uh, I was a swimmer. There's TV shows and movies. Yeah, TV shows and movies based on this. I was a swimmer. Swimmer was, was only even paid attention to when the team was like exceptionally good. Like when, when they announce who's all County or, or when we, you know, beat a, a rival or something, they might pay attention. But most of the time it's nothing. Every football game is a big event. Every single thing, you know, people ask about how practices are going that week. Every, every time a football player is injured, the school notices that and wonders what kind of impact it will be and how good his backup is and things like that. That doesn't exist in the lesser sports, you know, like I played. So, um, this guy, I imagine him being the king of his community, just like, I don't know, and, and that he thinks that now that he's in trouble, he can double down on how much he abuses freshmen. You're going to learn that, no, you're in trouble, and this trouble only gets worse. And if you think that the next step is to double down on give, you know, finger-blasting freshmen in the anus, no, no, it, it's, it, you're not king, kid. Yeah, I, I, I uh, like I said, I'm gonna follow this thing. I hope the appropriate thing is done, whatever that may be, whenever the truth comes out. But I need I don't to like know that. the truth. On, uh, see, I'm still torn on this, and I, I kind of want to change topics. But it is if he just touched a kid on the, if they're playing grab ass in some way while holding him down, or touching his anus through his lycra shorts or pants. Do they get treated like real rapists? No, it's not rape. Like, like, like legal definition of rape is forced. One of the, the little caveats in there, and I think that they would have had to digitally penetrate somebody for them to be calling this rape. I think a finger went inside of a butthole in the end, and uh, and that's not cool. Because nobody does that without asking. Trust me, I found that out the hard way. <laughs> uh... I mean, it, it just it. You know, we do that thing every now and then where we uh, invert male and female and say, oh, look at it now. And I think this is one that's really telling in that yeah. way. So um, I mentioned beforehand, the coach, uh, I guess it re- it surfaced that he had like ster- uh, some past uh, thing with steroids as well. I think he resigned. I oh, know they that... canceled their, fo- their entire football season. Maybe that's why they were so aggressive. Um, oh, I forgot to do the terrible joke. Can I just slip it in mid-show? Oh. 
Yeah, go right ahead. All right. Here is my joke guaranteed to be bad and sometimes offensive. Are you ready? Why do Jewish men get circumcised? Why did the Jewish man get circumcised? Uh, why do Jewish men as a collective um, group get suicide? Uh, oh. Because Jewish um, women because they... won't accept anything unless it's 20% off. Uh, tips. I like that. It's not too bad. <laughs> All right. All right. So I got one. I uh, I accidentally locked my keys in, in my car in front of an abortion clinic, and they gave me the dirtiest look when I went in and asked to borrow a coat hanger. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, okay. So we got the bad jokes out of the way. Yeah. Dreadful jokes. Uh, uh, what was I going to say? Halloween's oh. coming up. Are you doing anything uh, for Halloween? I'm just going to take Colin around. Uh, I don't know what Hope has planned. She's at an age, she's 15, for people who don't know, where you know going around with dad is, is less desirable. You go around with friends. So Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I never really, I never really did that too much. I went trick or treating as a child, but mm -hmm. like I don't know, as a teenager and a young adult, like first of all, it's not a good night to go out and do mischief. So anybody who's out there thinking like, yeah, Halloween night, that's when I'm gonna roll houses and throw eggs. Like, no, that's how you get caught. If you want to roll houses and throw eggs, you do it on a Monday afternoon or like something <laughs> like that. Nobody's looking for you then. The cops are out on Halloween. They're looking for you. I, mischief they, night. The grocery stores. Are In New Jersey, there's a concept of mischief night, and it's the night before Halloween. But we don't have that down here. You get shot down there. <laughs> There's a concept of getting shot in somebody else's yard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I never did it. I, I really wanted to, and my mom wouldn't let me. And the grown-up version of me is like, well, thank God. If she was like, oh, <laughs> hell, a little vandalism. It is, you know, October 30th. <laughs> no. that, that's yeah, not acceptable. Um, I, don't, I don't think I'm doing anything either. Uh, uh, you know, besides the, um, I guess we're doing the show. But but that the show is pretty much the most Halloween related thing I'm I've actually I'm actually doing PKA is the most Halloween uh, related th activity that I'll be doing this year. I don't think I want to go to any parties dressed up as anything. I did that last year and didn't even enjoy it at all. Like there I was standing like dressed as a priest with a bunch of ghouls and like Kanye West was there and it was just lame. I didn't like it. Um, so I don't think I'm gonna do anything. And I don't like candy that much. Like candy itself isn't isn't that appealing to me. Like when I see a big bag of candy, I'm just like, yeah, I don't want that. It's just a big bag of sugar, really. Hmm. Uh, I, this is off top. Remember that gator we saw? Yeah. I think it's a scam. Hmm. Let me... So I, um, I wrote to them. I called them this morning and they gave me an email address. And check this out. Let me... Re we apologize for the delay in replying. The machine is still... For oh, for people who don't know, let me catch you up to speed. Um, a gator is kind of like a golf cart, like a four-wheel drive, tougher golf cart. And um, it's useful to have if you have, you know, some sort of property. And, uh, you know, for example, just to walk to my mailbox and back might be like eight minutes, ten minutes. I guess it depends on your pace. And it's really cool to have like a golf cart or something so you can get around. And uh, a gator is like a bigger suspended you know the suspension is a little tougher it's, it's better than a golf cart because it doesn't require manicured stuff to drive on and uh, i've been looking casually at my wish list of things i'd like to have in the new home and that was on it and i found a super deal so now i'll read the email i apologize for the delay in replying the machine is still for sale if you want to buy it my name is and i'll skip that and i'm the legal owner of the 2010 john deere gator that i decided to sell for two grand it's a four-wheel drive 825i model with automatic transmission and 140 hours. This is all great. The machine runs like it should and has no mechanical problems. If you buy it, I'll let you know that you will have five days to inspect it once it's delivered to your address. I have all the document, service records, owner's manual, certificate of origin, etc. By the way, delivered to my address. Unfortunately, my father passed away and we no longer need it. The machine's never been driven and since he died, it was stored properly. The machine is located in Bravo, Utah. This is like a thousand miles from me, but the shipping is already paid, so you don't need to worry. Really? So they're going to ship this thing for two grand uh -huh. across the country? If I had, a I had a buyer in your state who couldn't take the loan from his bank after we made the arrangements to ship the Gator and the trucking company won't refund me, so I can deliver it to your address if you want to buy it. If you have any questions about the Gator... Sounds like a scam. Or, yeah... 
I want to reply and be like, oh, I've got a friend in Provo, Utah. He'll pick it up. Yeah, yeah, do that. That'd be great. All right, I'm doing that. Um, yeah, that seems like a really, really good deal. Uh, it, it, it was too good to be true, it seemed like. These things are usually... Um, eight, ten, twelve thousand dollars, and two just seemed too low. That's that's why I was like, get it, get it, get it. Like it seemed like it was. I guess it was. Sounds like it is. That that little thing he added on at the end there, where he's like, you know, he's already like paid for the shipping out there. Like what? They just gave you a credit now? Like like, I don't know if shipping companies work that way. Maybe, but it seems unlikely that that he happens to have a free ticket to send it to where you are. Mm, I just showed the address and such as I replied to it. Uh, please don't fuck with her too much. We don't know if it's a scam yet, and you might mess with me. <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> yeah, just leave that guy alone. Yeah, um, leave that guy alone. But, um... Hey, what movie, what movie did we just watch? Gone Don, Baby Gone. Gone Baby Gone, yeah. You felt like it was too much of a downer? Jizz felt like it was too much of a downer. Um, I thought it was a good movie, and I don't require a movie to make me feel good to be good. I just want it to mm -hmm. make me feel something. And it did. So I gave it the thumbs up. Um, I don't know if he gave it a thumbs up or not. I felt like he liked all the movie and then didn't like the ending. Me, on the other hand, I liked the whole movie. And while it wasn't the ending I was cheering for, yeah, you know, you don't always get that. You know, what? Yeah. It, totally, well, barely related, but you know that movie where Woody Harrelson, Demi Moore, Robert Redford, A Decent uh, Proposal, yeah. right? Yeah. That movie, for some reason, it struck me deep. Like, I was, I completely bought into the concept of Woody Harrelson and Demi Moore's relationship. And, uh, you know, they loved each other and they had dreams of their life together. And he was an architect and he was designing their dream home and, and slowly working away at making that a reality. And, like, the bond between those two characters was so credible and deep to me that I cared. Like, like in real life, like I cared about these two movie characters and then Robert Redford offers a million bucks to sleep with Demi Moore. They decide it's a good idea and Woody Harrelson can't get over it. It's just never the same. He like, she comes back and like suddenly what they had is somewhat broken. And, uh, um, I guess I'll ruin the movie since it's like 30 year old movie or something. Um, in the end, the two Woody Harrelson and Demi Moore get back together, but, it seemed like there was always something a little like it was like a wound that healed, but scarred, mm -hmm. you know, like there's a scar there and it never quite go, never quite goes away. Like that because of the thing they did. And by the way, she had his approval and everything. Like they decided to sleep with this guy for a million bucks. Um, but there was a scar on their relationship and I felt bad for them because of it. Having said that, I loved that movie. I love that movie because it hurt my feelings. I love that movie because it like it made me feel something at all. You know, most movies like I, I like quickly down under. I could just give a shit about the characters in that movie. Like that that one, they didn't that the, what he, the main character fell in love with the crazy chick or something. Like I, he could have shot the crazy chick, and I wouldn't have given a fuck. I I cared about the characters in Quickly Down Under as much as I do the storyline in Borderlands, the, the prequel. I whatever um they just it didn't have an impact on me gone baby gone it did and while i didn't get the the ending i was hoping for the fact is you know i hoped for an ending and i give the movie credit for for getting that out of me yeah it's a good movie uh ben affleck wrote it and directed it did the screenplay uh his brother casey is starring in it uh it's Again, an hour and fifty-three minutes, though it seems longer, and and that's not a knock on it. It's it's slow-paced at times, and then there's like moments of extreme violence and uh, and stuff like that. It's and it's kind of a mystery, but it's very good. I like it a lot. Casey Affleck, I hadn't, I think that's the first movie I had ever seen him in, and it may still be. I don't know if I've ever if I've seen any more with Casey, but he's a really good actor. Um, he's, I think it, I liked him more than Ben. Now you guys are telling me I haven't seen some of Ben Affleck's better movies. Yeah. But um, uh, I'll have to. Keep the town, there. the town is kind of, the town is the same exact world that Gone Baby Gone is placed in. Like it's the same neighborhood basically. Like like go into that neighborhood with all those people drinking on their porches and stuff, and like, 
except the neighborhood you're going into is a neighborhood where people rob armored cars. Like, that's a thing there. It's like the Boston version of dirt road white trash. Yeah, yeah. You know, except yeah. that they're a little more violent and a little more drinky and a little closer together. Yeah, yeah, totally. So, like, that was a rough group of people that, that Gone Baby Gone is about, just a bunch of real low lives. But mm -hmm. great movie. Uh, I, I don't know much about that that part of the country. I never, you know. So it's interesting for me. I, I like. Uh, Why like Lozon so tough? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Lozon actually grew up in a neighborhood like that. I think his father had it was into horses, and Lozon fished a lot, and he was more of a Boston country boy, suburbs type dude. That's that's much better anyway. Than, uh, he came out that. and talked about his injuries. Did you see that? I saw uh, a tweet or something where he was showing like a previous injury, and it was his ankle, and it was really badly swollen. But I was driving. He went and talked to, so I talked to Joe a bunch, uh, usually, you know, how's training camp going and every fighter enters training camp slightly injured. It's well, I mean, almost every fighter, sometimes I guess you get lucky, but having little injuries and then faking being healthy is, is a, a normal thing that these tough guys do. I've known about all Joe's injuries for every fight for some time now. And as terrible as I am at keeping secrets, apparently I've been good about that. You know, I've, I've never talked about his knee. I've never talked about uh, that ankle. I've never talked about um, the rib, which is the recent one. And uh, he went and, and the good thing about a, a rib injury is that uh, um, it heals 100%. Like the other stuff, like the reason I don't say it is, you know, what if he gets, oops, sorry, it's terrible. <laughs> I mean, what if someone gets the idea that, that that knee is a good target? Like, oh, look, you know, this guy, you know, struggles with a knee or this guy struggles with an elbow or whatever. I'm going to go straight for that in my next fight, which is why I don't talk about his injuries. But um, he went and detailed all of it. And, you know, basically the stuff that he's endured as he enters his fights has been significant. And uh, this one he, he couldn't overcome. He, he took the fight on five weeks notice which is short. A, a Lozon training camp is usually like eight to 12 weeks. And, uh, but he had five weeks to get in shape and then he got an injury that stopped him for the next two and a half weeks, but he was three and a half weeks out of the fight. So basically mm -hmm. he'd be walking into a fight without a training camp. He'd hardly be in shape. I don't know how you make weight without a training camp. He'd, he'd just be like skinny and weaker. And, um, he literally had to be like, like, uh, I talked to him right after the injury. I don't know if five days later he felt 90% better, but he was expecting to need to sort of lay down and ice it 24 by seven to get better in only two and a half weeks. And, uh, he'd be walking in there without a training camp and it just wasn't a go. And then in the mm -hmm. end, his opponent got hurt too. So there's, you know, there wouldn't have been a fight either way. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, it's a tough, could have gone worse. It's funny as much as it is a dream job, you know, UFC fighter, I, I don't think I've ever had... I wouldn't want that job. That's a dream job for you. I wouldn't <laughs> want to do that shit. <laughs> so, Kyle, you and I, you know, being major internet superstars and world-renowned and multiverse famous and such, have had adulation, right? Yeah, you surely popped into an Xbox lobby and had people go nuts. I've been with you as you, you know, younger fans get starstruck and can barely speak and i've had it happen to me i've had them in you know lobbies with me and and you know people who attribute their own personal success to my advice in ways that are so grand i don't deserve it but i don't think you or i have had anything that compares to what joe's had like imagine defeating another man in a cage of combat and then climbing to the top of the cage and putting your arms in the air and having you know I make up a number, you know, 25, 40,000 people cheering because you just won something that's like, so next level. I, I don't know how you cope with retirement. Like that's gotta be a tough thing. No, it, we've had better like moments of joy and fame than most and nothing like what he's had. It's, yeah. <clears throat> it, yeah. That's gotta be intense. That's gotta be a, a really big high. Yeah. Uh, an arena cheering for you like that? Yeah, it's, that'd be cool. Yeah, but, you know they might get beaten up real bad. <laughs> Even when you win. <laughs> Even when you win, uh, they may be cheering because your eyes hanging out of your head, like or your ears dangling off. You know, just bleed. Uh, yeah, he. That one's not for me. Like, like I could totally see like um, baseball. 
If yeah, if I had the tools to, you know, there's a lot of sports that I would be happy to play, of course, because you get paid to play them and all. Mm-hmm. But fighting, even there, I just feel like, man, my job is to go get beaten up most likely. Like like this is these are not one-sided fights, you know, that's the whole point. They try to put together good fights and good fights mean both people get hurt and it's close. Um, I, I don't think I'd want to do that for a living. It's such a hard living, you know. It, it's great, and of course, Joe's a multi-trillionaire and all that fun stuff. But uh, it, I don't know. Oh, and then when you lose a fight, that loss sticks with you so long. When you lose a baseball game, you might have another one that day. <laughs> you might just be like, "All right, run it again, double header today," yep. uh, and you're almost certainly going to have one within the next two days. Like those guys don't usually get breaks longer than a day or so. Mm-hmm. So it, it just doesn't seem like the end of the world. If you lose a fight or two fights, for example, you haven't won in a year. It, it's just a long time to hang over you, like like you're a loser twice for a year. It, it's, it's a weird thing. It's no other sport is done like that, you know, like like every sport, even even the individual sports, I would imagine a lot of them um, allow you to lose a few times. Wrestling is one that in my head, it seems like oftentimes a great wrestler will be undefeated for, you know, his entire collegiate career or something like that. But in most of the other sports, you know, it happens and it comes and goes and it's not that huge of a deal. I, so Joe had a two fight losing streak. It ended like a year or two ago. And um he vlogs his stuff like before and after the fight more than most people. And he always does, for some reason, he does a post fight vlog in the bathroom all the time. And it's gotten to be such a thing that they literally will like seek out a hotel bathroom and do the last vlog. And, um, anyway, he's in there and he's with Jimmy Quinlan, who is a ex UFC fighter and his wrestling coach. And, uh, you know, they're, they're like, ah, we didn't get, you know, knockout of the night or submission of the night. And, uh, Jimmy goes, yeah, well, I don't know. How about win of the night? Because he, he just ended his streak. He goes, I know, right? Fuck yeah. And it was yeah. just, it was in that. or maybe two or two and a half inches 
this part of the house was built in 1977. It's been fine for how long is that? Three, uh, four, seven, thirty. Is it twenty-seven years? Thirty-seven years. Seventy-seven, thirty-seven years. I think you're right. So, um, this house has been fine for thirty-seven years with these framing members, one inch out of spec, and you know he's like devoting a page to it, and it's like. I can't, I just need to know what to fix. You know, Could you, I need a too long didn't read on this 94 page. Yeah. And yeah. I'm exaggerating. It was actually a like 29 page summary and a 65 page report. How is Ridiculous. your summary 29 pages long? Even your summary is too long. Like, I, I, so um, I'm trying to figure out like what to fix in this. <laughs> I, I just have um, my, my agent goes, wow. Let me look this over and we can talk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I I don't know. I don't know where to go next here. I, I just need to know which ones to focus on. And but it's your house, right? Like, like unless he finds something major. I guess there was anything major, or that that would have been pointed. I out. just want to know what to do next. Um, there there were some things. There was nothing major. There was nothing that makes you say, "Don't buy this house." But here's what happens at this stage of the home buying process. And I'm so new to this, but this is what they tell me. You list everything that's wrong and the seller has two options. They can fix it. They can just give you money. Be like, you know what? We're not fixing the roof. Let's knock five grand off the price and call it good. The roof is fine actually, but hypothetically, um, or we can walk, you know, if we can't agree on, on what to do next. And uh, now I'm just trying to figure it out right. I could just ignore the inspection and get the house because there's nothing in there that's a, you know, don't walk, run away type thing. But I also don't want to be an idiot and be like, you know, I know it needs a new hot water heater. There's like signs of, I didn't see any water, but there's signs of rust in the bottom of the hot water heater, which implies leaking. That's typically the sort of thing you'd have replaced by the seller. I don't want to be an idiot and have them not do things that are, um, what is i don't know normal and yeah. just you know because i want the house so much they should do all the normal fulfillment i don't want to be an idiot and lose the home based on like roofing studs that are out of spec but haven't caused a problem in 37 years so i don't know i'll work it out but i think we're going to get this house and i think i'm not going to get the gator that'll be that well that's good just don't get ripped off by that scam of a gator yes yeah i <laughs> the thing should have been 12 grand it was actually two and now there's the whole send me the two and it's in utah we'll ship it to you just send us yeah, a... for free i also have a friend in africa who has 20 million dollars he can't get out of a bank account without five thousand dollar check from you so if you could just help us out a little yeah that's that's where i think we are in this thing yeah so <sighs> All right, so that was Painkiller Nearly, episode 13. The next PKA, costumes. Yeah, Halloween I, episode. I've got my costume planned out, I think. I haven't told I have you about it. I have mine as well. Yeah, so that should be cool. All right, um, PKA, oh, yeah, PKN, episode 13. I thought I had the wrong backdrop, but it's cool. Bye. Later, guys.